Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. So I've been playing around on Doghood again. Oh, yes. How's it going? Well, really good because they got a new events sort of section. And it's prompted me, um, Ira and all the good folk at All Dogs Matter, they've got a post up here reminding me that they're doing their spooktacular Halloween dog walk, which I completely forgot about, which is just around the corner. It'll be on the Heath and it's on Sunday, the 29th of October. So I've got that reminder now. I will plan to be there rather than thinking about it way too late and missing it like I did last year. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to be there this year, so that'd be a great opportunity to meet up. But that's kind of what um, the Doghood app's all about, really. It's meeting like-minded people and sharing fun times with your dog. So your dog's not at home, your dog's with you, and you're meeting new friends. Definitely. So uh, where, where can folk get this new Doghood app? They have to go to the app store, and it's doghoodapp.com. And it just works on iPhones at the moment, but that won't be for long. So it's the doghoodapp.com. And it'll be a handy link in the show notes. Exactly. All the links are always in the show notes, aren't they, Mike? Not always. Spend, <laughs> spend all my time cutting and pasting links. <laughs> doghoodapp.com. Hey, Mr. Binks, you know, it never ceases to amaze me how we make friends through our dogs, how they are just natural socialites. That's why I'm so excited to be jumping on Zoom right now to speak to Timmy Alexis Carrington Ward, all about his cockapoo called Mr. Bosley. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Jimmy Alexis, how pleased am I that you've joined us on A Dog's Life? Well, I'm thrilled. I've been a fan of yours for ages and ages, from listening to you and um, Joe Good doing your Barking Hour, from as far back as that. So Gosh. I'm so excited about this. Oh, Timmy, well, thanks for being a fan of the radio show. Actually, this week's quite monumental. I was just chatting to my very loyal, lovely producer, Mike, about this. I don't know if you've heard, we're going national on Friday. So just before this airs, actually, when everyone's listening right now, we would have done our inaugural live to 5 million listeners broadcast of what will now be called Barking at the Moon Again. Fantastic. Congratulations to you both. That's amazing. Thank you. No, I know it is. It's it's great. And it just proves really that dogs are such a conversation piece. You know, dogs impact our lives, don't they, Timmy, in so many ways, ways that we can't often kind of put our finger on it, really. But without them around, you kind of feel lost. Oh, well, totally. And also, I, I do think today's world, we're, it, it, I mean, not, we're getting more and more into our dogs. I, mean, I think we're seeing them as actually our our safe place, actually, our getting our minds back to, to where they want to be sort of thing, because the world is going crazy at the moment. And, and we've got this sort of like constant in our life that are just there they don't answer you back <laughs> if you want to cuddle they'll give you a cuddle you've got someone to look after who, who appreciates you I just they're brilliant they are brilliant and you've had several dogs I mean you, you grew up with dogs didn't you Timmy yeah we had um well the very the we had uh, our first um house family home we had we did have a cat 
but then we introduced a dog we've had and that was Bruce that was a big Labrador but I then I think I was a, a sickly child I, I developed something I was allergic so he went to my uncle's but from there on in I must have got over it because then we had a a, a black lab called Emma then we had a um a shih tzu called Oliver followed by um another um a golden retriever called Jessica and I can't tell you the uh, apart from just being there so they become part of your life anyway so a dog in my life is my life um but I can't tell you how much it affects you when they aren't there that oh. is the biggest deal of having a dog I think but it's part of having a dog I know. I, I so hear you. I mean, recently, actually, I lost my my cat, Gremlin, who I'd had for nearly 13 years, and it was an untimely death. So it's all been a bit rough lately, you know, because, yes, it is an inevitability in one way or another. But yes, the loss you feel for a pet, and I do include cats here, because until I had oh Gremlin... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, until I had Gremlin, I... I didn't really understand cats. I had no idea because I hadn't had a cat before and he moved in. It's a long story. And um, I didn't go and choose him and think, oh, I'm going to bring a cat into my life. He just arrived. Um, And the journey, the journey was an amazing one. So, yes, it is this. It's like animal magic, isn't it? This connection with nature, with other species that can teach us so much. They And also they they well they're not opinionated they don't they they just come perfect don't they really and I have to say when you were saying about your cat we had two cats Jeremy and Jemima I love Um, the names I've just got to say I love these names because once upon a time it was thought a bit weird to call your dog or your cat a human name you know but now but I think it's great I think it's so so super to do that because my husband's favorite is to have just the plainest name so actually his name is David but for he's he loves dogs that are called Dave or Lynn just because they're just so normal names he loves that I met a Labrador today actually called Gary. <laughs> I love it. That is so good, isn't it? It's so funny. I love that. I know, it just does make you laugh. I don't know why. But, but with Jeremy and Jemima, what I was saying with cats is they they're just as they're just as um I'm gonna say useful, that sounds the wrong word, but they're they're just as part of your world. Because um with Jemima, she would jump on the bed and I'd say, okay, here, and I'd point down to my armpit type thing so she would come up to my arm so I could cuddle her to go to sleep and honestly she would know that she'd go I said no not there here here and she'd eventually get there lie in my arm and I just put my arm over her and hold her paw and we'd go to sleep like that it's amazing and and you only have that connection when you've got that cat there all the time or that dog there all the time you learn their ways and and the relationship just builds as they arrive the minute they arrive is your relationship is building and, and it gets stronger and stronger and lovelier. And that's brilliant when you know that, you know, I feel uh, some people aren't maximising this relationship at the moment. And that sort of makes me a bit sad because you have to engage, you have to build the communication, build the trust and, and the focus, particularly with dogs. Cats obviously are a bit more independent. But yeah. that said, this stray cat landed on my doorstep five and a half weeks ago, Timmy, in a terrible state. Um, I think, I don't know what had happened to him. And he's he's 
didn't have a chip and all the local rescues were were full. So he's still here. (laughs) And um, he's coming on, actually. I'm training him to do a high five. But it's doing (laughs) stuff like that. I know. I I should be writing my next feature. But no, what am I doing? I'm training Baggy, as he's known, Bags for short, to do a high five. It's far more fun. (laughs) But all of that is good. Um, Since... Um, leaving home, me and my other half have had two dogs. Um, the first being Archie Rio, who was my mate, totally my mate. So when he went, that was just, oh my God, the worst thing. Um, and now we've got our new dog, Bosley, John Bosley. Um, but I'm, the reason I'm saying this is because David, my other half, he does that all the time, The doing the the tricks and things he even does um a wonder woman turn uh, so you say wonder woman spin and he'll do a spin i mean it's very camp obviously <laughs> making it a wonder woman spin but but i did listen to you and joe once saying listen they'll do anything for food and that's the way they'll learn as well so to treat them and and so if they've got something like their dinner or whatever make them work for it and things like that so i got that off you two actually but I, I pass that on to him. I don't do the training of them, the tricks and things, but he spends hours and the things he can make Bosley do is amazing. I love it. And we actually have a little floor show. So we go around to people's houses like, do you want the Bosley show? And he's like a little bit like Britain's Got Talent with him now. That's fantastic. I obviously love that. You know what I'm like about training. And I always <laughs> say, you know, when you feel things aren't going quite right between you and your dog or you feel you need to connect a bit more then my recipe is always train a new trick you know because it's a way of just engaging in the moment with your dog I think that's great I mean do you find dogs really inspire you to me because you're a multi-talented broadcaster journalist to name just two things but explain a bit more how Bosley you know really helps you in what you do well there's there's sort of like two answers in this okay actually three um firstly with um putting my work aside i suffer d i suffer um, from depression or oh, actually i was told by my other half not to say suffer i live with depression um but i haven't had an episode in 10 years and before that that was um i'm on antidepressants for life and that seems to have helped but actually the other thing is i had we got archie rio back then so I don't know there's there might be a connection because also what is very useful for being in a depression is um walking so they always say go out and walk walk so when you have got that dog you whatever you're doing whatever the weather you have to take them for a walk especially with us we live in a flat so and there's those times that we all know when it's raining and you just think oh there's anything else I'd rather be doing but it is so good when I'm doing work or whatever just to go right this is now Bosley's time or as it was Archie Rio time we have got to go for a walk and it's just brilliant just to go right down tools forget everything walk your dog and I tell you you're walking and you're looking at the dog and I don't know about you but I I I just smile I'm looking anything they do I'm just smiling and obviously my Instagram page, my Facebook page, everything is just covered with my dogs and I don't care. It's like just <laughs> unfollow me, but I just adore them. But then work-wise, I do a YouTube channel called um Here She Is. I have to say I'm not a journalist because 
my friends who are journalists will kill me if I let that go. <laughs> I know. Well, it... <laughs> I am a broadcaster, but I'm not a journalist. But anyway, I do a um, a YouTube show called Here She Is, and actually, um, uh, Archie Rio um, comes in and does sketches. I have celebrities in my show, and I um, I, I roast them on my bed, and we also do sketches and things like that. So if ever I need a sketch with a dog, I used to use him. So he has literally met like Cheryl Baker, um, Christopher Biggins. He, he he was a little bit of a celebrity dog and doing an Emma Sams from um, Dynasty. They'd be doing sketches with him. So he was a bit of a star in his own little right. But that's how he helped me in that. But um, as in physically, and Bosley's not quite there yet. Bos- I mean... Anyone who wants another dog after one of they've they've had to sadly say goodbye to their first dog, don't ever think you're getting the same dog, whatever you think. Even if it's the same breed, same colour, they are not the same dog. Every dog has got their personality and their differences. Because Bosley is just, <laughs> I say this with love, the most independent, naughtiest dog. People used to say, does he think his name is No Bosley? Because it was just No Bosley, No Bosley all the time so just for people if they are thinking about getting another dog it won't be the same you're not it's not a just like a complete replacement yeah no totally and I so agree in terms of you know when you lose the dog and you know I've done it when Molly my first bull terrier passed it took a little while but then I bought in another miniature bull terrier just assuming everything I was just going to pick up from where we left off and she'd just step into Molly's shoes you know (laughs) how wrong was I how (laughs) wrong exactly exactly very wrong very wrong I've been there and did you also have that oh my goodness I forgot how much work a puppy takes well, because I, you know, I train other people's dogs and at the time oh, I was yes, doing yes, lots yes. of classes and, and everything. So having puppy classes and helping people and going through the trials and tribulations and, you know, being almost like, you know, a coach, you know, a, a de-stress. Um, people just go, I've had the most terrible day with my puppy. Yeah. You know, we've had sick everywhere, diarrhea, don't know what's caused it. She won't sit, <laughs> you know, and just going, right, yes, no, I understand. No, this is quite normal don't worry it's just an upset tummy so I was like a counsellor that's the word I'm looking you know for so many puppies so but then Prue arrived and it was like everything heightened she was like the storm that Dorothy and Toto got wrapped up in and I was sort of living in a a planet sort of circling earth actually for some time like a satellite so I'm with you are you with me I I used to, I, it would be like, it's like, I imagine like when you see parents when they've had their first child and they just look like they haven't brushed their hair or washed in weeks. <laughs> yes. it, it was like that. I would just be lying on the, because they, they wake up, they've got those sharp pin teeth when they're young, haven't they? And they want to nibble you and it really hurts. They're not biting you, obviously, but, um, and then they want to be up because they're, and so I just come out, sit on the couch in my onesie with this dog and and try and steal a bit of sleep while he's just playing around on my chest or whatever. It, and I felt, I just thought, do you know what? I can get through this. Parents are doing this all the time. Come on, come on. <laughs> but luckily he, got, he grew up. 
But it's character building. And I think, you know, you do need aspects in your life that stress you because there's different types of stress, isn't there? And stress, some stress is good for you without any stress. Then we'd be like cotton wool in our head, you know. So totally. It's It's a loving, it's a loving job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the nurturing aspect, I think everybody has it in them to nurture. So I think it's a it's a wonderful release, really, to help animals and and build relationships. But yes, so Bosley, I know I haven't met him. I'd love to explain what what breed Bosley is and, and how old is he? Okay, so Bosley is a cockapoo. His his colouring they call chocolate merle. He's very everybody. I live on Harrow on the Hill and everybody knows us purely because of him. He is stunning. But they do say that um, pets look like their owners. <laughs> they do to me, yes. <laughs> but he's stunning. He's got like, a, I'm going to say it's like a marbled brown, all different brown effect on his body. We hadn't seen this anywhere. And actually what I wanted was a um, a chocolate, just a, all the same colour one. Um, so if I'd seen the photo properly, I wouldn't have gone and collected him. But obviously, when you see them, you're never going to leave them anyway. Once you see a puppy, you're like, well, I'm having it now. Um, so I wouldn't have had him. But I, the first experience of him was I, I went in, he came wagging up to me licking my face licking my face then I put him back down he just went off and cocked his leg and I I mean seriously and that just sums him up and I got him in the car he just wanted to me to be cuddling him stroking him um but there was no whining when he got he wasn't missing his mom or anything like that he is the most independent dog I know in fact we jokingly say and I say jokingly if he got stolen, he'd be quite happy. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, there's a new home. Because he's so independent, so independent. And age-wise, you, you asked, he's coming up to five in December. And honestly, I, and I tell you this, I did not realise how much you, well, I am dependent on a dog and how much I, well, um, have conversations with a dog until we lost Archie Rio. I'm I'm a West End widow. My husband is um, a company manager. He runs theatre shows. He's currently doing the Time Traveller's Wife in town. But he's he's probably out from 11 till 11. So I'm actually on my own. And I hadn't realised until Archie, we had to sadly say goodbye to him, how much I spoke to him. I was just like, wow, I feel muted. Yeah, I just I'm not never I, I, said, Timmy. Mute, I said muted, not neutered. <laughs> never muted. <laughs> but I felt honestly, I did not realize until that moment. And now we've got Bosley, it's all everything's all right again. He's not Archie Rio, but he's my mate here, and we just have our lovely days here while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. He does what he does. And it's just, oh, it is a dog, a life without a dog for me is not a life, I'm going to say. Yeah, well, gosh, I so agree. And I think that's great that you admit that, to be honest. And I think it's quite unusual for a cockapoo to be so confident. That's why I'm looking forward to meeting him, actually. I feel awful that I haven't, I must admit. But what with the pandemic and everything, it's been yeah. quite difficult, hasn't it, really, in the last yeah, yeah, yeah. few years. But I think people are getting back into it now. Although, as you said, life is so fractious, really, at the moment. And it seems 
very intense. I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't like this before the pandemic. I think there's been some sort of a socioeconomic shift. Well, probably because of Liz Truss. But what do you think? <laughs> uh, oh, I, do you know what? I'm going through a really strange time with the world at the minute. The world is a not very nice place, in my opinion, at the minute. But then, like we all do, you can shut that door, as Larry Grayson would say. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there you are with your dog and everything's all right again. It really is. I know that sounds really naff and rubbish, but everything is all right when you just look into your dog's eyes and you just think, oh, we're all right. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, I so get that, you know, and just going out, as you say, I mean, I love it as being on your own with your dogs in, um, you know, nature. It sounds so corny, but it really boosts you. It's yeah. it's it's fantastic. And I, I just feel I love you because you walk Bosley yourself. I think that's so important to build a relationship with your dog, yeah. you know, by doing it and rather than hiring dog walkers the whole time, because I couldn't imagine anything more weird. Somebody else will no 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 well I'll come with you when you walk <laughs> you know it's um, a little bit isn't it it's a little bit um boarding school isn't it yeah with kids? exactly which I do think with kids it's like if you have got kids for me if I had kids I wouldn't want them to be at a boarding school because then I wouldn't see them grow so it well, is no, exactly that it is or you 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 know you're not at all in control of, yes. of your child's responses to certain stimuli, teachers or an environment or a stressor that maybe you're unaware of that could create psychological damage to your child from an early bad experience. But all of that happens to dogs, you see. No, absolutely. So, so and I think, you know, you have to be aware of the emotional intelligence and integrity of your dog Well, when you bring one into your life. It's not just, for instance, Instagram, it's not an accessory or a status symbol because the world of dogs has had a shake-up to me in the last couple yeah. of weeks. What with the XL bully being added to the Dangerous yeah. Dogs Act, you know, a dog added for the first time in over 30 years with a piece of legislation that hasn't really worked anyway. So the mm. whole thing's really quite bizarre. I mean, I'm hoping it will all be revoked because I feel, you know, the impact on dogs now, this is a massive, like negative shock, like a shockwave that's gone through. And the dog community and which I believe on certain levels does need a bit of a shake-up actually mm. and and an awareness of dogs and why you brought a dog into your life in the first place. I'm I'm actually think it should be increased that side of it. I think we need to really take care of them and the amount of cruelty you hear about with um dog owners is I think and there should be bigger punishments. They are living creatures as well so i just can't bear any cruelty to our to our animals and i i i, I wish that was higher up on the list of of crimes as it were and that they come down a lot more on them when they have been committed um because like how could you just these defenseless dogs that would just you could um, you never should but i mean you could kick a dog and it would still come back for love that's what's so heartbreaking, isn't it? I know, I know. And um, certain people do train dogs quite harshly so that they feel very, uh, you know, dominated by their owners. So they, you know, take everything really. So they become a bit numb and you do see that. But yeah, I know. And the thing Bosley, is Bosley isn't that, by the way. Bosley owns <laughs> us. 
unfortunately. I, <laughs> I, I realise that. But, that, but, you know, that's great. I mean, all I'd say is to me, you know, watch the conversations with him because you are rewarding, you're rewarding all of his thought processes just by talking to him. Anna, so, by the way, yeah. you know, like, Princess Diana said, there's three of us in this marriage. Listen, there's four because you're always in my head. When I, when he's, when he's, this is what he does. He's, he sometimes just goes into the bedroom and he's lying there and he'll wake up and just bark for us to go and say hello to him, which is so naughty, I know. And that's why you're always in my head. There's four people in this marriage. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> that's so good. That's such a compliment. I love that. But there you go, you see. So easily, I think Bosley, so he's very independent, but you've trained him to be so. So he's lying on the bed, you know, and he's like, oh, I can't be bothered to get up to really go and that? see dad. So I'm just going to bark and then he'll come and I'll get a so, treat. And so he's trained you. So he this really is just. Has. Yeah, and it's quite, you know, it's a common thing, this, and sometimes people just don't see it, that that's how interaction can create behaviours that you don't want. They're not bad behaviours necessarily, but they're not what you want. So I can see it, like I say, and you're in my head. You're in my head. So you've got to work it, you've got to work it. You've yeah. got to ignore the barking and you've got to have something really interesting like his favourite toy or some really delicious, juicy, fresh chicken and just wait it out. Maybe sit on the sort of threshold of the bedroom doorway mm. and just sit on the floor and, you know, you're not going to give him any eye contact because that rewards behaviour until he gets off the bed and comes to you and you yeah. get him in a sit on the threshold and then gradually move perhaps a bit to towards your desk so you can have him sat beside you when you're busy planning and producing your your youtube channel just yeah. a thought no 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 absolutely and you're right the only thing is and life gets in the way of that there's we're in flats so you worry about the neighbors with the barking we've done it a few times believe me we've, we've let it go on and on but he's a stubborn little mule and um <laughs> secondly is that little face anna you've got that little face <laughs> <laughs> no no oh gosh Timmy you rang me and you were so excited in fact I listened to this whole episode when you went to see a psychic now oh, yes. I'm yeah I'm really we had such a, an amazing conversation about it and I know she referenced Archie as well yes. didn't she and, and so it was, I sat there yeah I sat there straight away I, I went first sorry yeah. no no I was just gonna say I mean do you think there is life after death I was a bit of a dramatic question no no I'm at, I'm in that place as well because of all this questioning about the world and how bonkers it's all going um I have got into this psychic world and we become friends now. Um, Gail Webb is her name, and she was phenomenal. I went to her, and we. Um, I'm, the reason I'm going to give you all this story is because I've I've been just to lunch with her just the other day because we've become friends. So I I know the answer to these questions if you believe it. Um, and the first thing I sat down, and she went, "Oh, a little um, black dog's just run over to you. He's so excited to see you." And I just thought, "Oh, here we go," because obviously that's. Um, uh, not obviously, because you don't know, Archie Rio was a little black cockapoo. Right. And he just came over and I mean, I thought, oh, here we are, you know your stuff. Anyway, oh, I'll tell you more on that. And the whole reading was just amazing. Not any, maybe take that with you, maybe take, it was all boom, boom. Robin, my dad's name, who's Sharon, my sister. It was like that. 
no quivering. She said, um, and you're being looked after by your nan. She's, she's loves life, la, 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 la. She says you're her favourite. She knows she shouldn't. Um, and she said, um, what's your skin? She said, and she said moles and things. And I've just, and I just had um, a pre-skin cancer diagnosed on my nose. So there you go. But she said, and yeah, her name's Leela. And I said, well, do you know what? You've been spot on on everything. I'll let you know her name's Lila. So I went home to my, my dad and I said, everything was perfect apart from this thing. She said, well, you know, Nanny gave her body away from science for science. And I mean, that's how advanced and fun she was and everything and thinking about the future. Um, and she said, so we had to do all her birth certificate and everything. And Lila was her nickname. Her real name was Leela. And I didn't even know that. So it was amazing. Anyway, the bit, thing with Archie Rio is my other half went an hour later and she said, um, oh, a little black dog's just come over to you. Excited to see you. She said, it's a bit strange because he's already been here once today. So that was just mind blowing. Anyway. She, um, since getting to be her friend, and I, I had her on my show, my radio show, and um, we were discussing it and I went around to dinner and everything. And I want, I just wanted to quiz her because I've never come away from a psychic reading and questioned it, as in, this could really be it. Because, you you know, you get psychic readings that are some, one's just like, oh, that was just absolutely rubbish. The other one is, oh, that's so wishy-washy that can um, be for anybody or there's that one person that's so spot on and you always want to say why don't psychics just say names and things if they're so good well that's just what she did and then you question it so they'll never win so I established <laughs> that with her it's like you'll never win because people always go well this or that or that anyway what happens she says and this is getting it's very long-winded but it's answering your question about dogs no I love this I love this because I'm really into the paranormal well, she said, we are, we all choose our parents. We all, it's like a tick list. You come down on the earth and you'll pick however awful your life is. You picked it just to learn something from it. So that sort of, to me, answers, if we're going down this road, okay, that sort of, to me, answers when you think life is so cruel when somebody's been taken so young or somebody's done... That would be the answer to that if that person has picked it, let's say, before they've come to Earth because they want to learn something from that. Because we're here to learn. And she said, this is our worst plane. This is the the cruelest and the horriblest plane to, to be at. So you'll keep coming back, learning your lessons until you're ready to then become a guide. And then you will guide people, she said. And she's got her guides and, they, and she talks through her guides to our guides, whoever's going in, do you know what I mean? So she'll interpret that through them. And we were discussing about animals and things because I always had a thought of how awful if you were a dog and you wanted to come back as a human or that thing of, well, I suppose reincarnation when they say you come back as a snake or the blah, 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 blah. But actually, if you are a dog, you don't know anything else but being a dog. So she was saying they will, they are there there um and they do stay in that form and it would be the same i suppose as if we did come back as a snake we wouldn't want that we don't know what that's about that's not our world so everyone keeps their being as it mm. were but you do keep having different different lives and so on she also said crazily she said 
there are also other planet people there. So you, but you all, you, we um, communicate through a different way. We don't speak like we speak here or anything. You're, it's all, a, you, they can all communicate. Anyway, so eventually the top job, I think, is um, an angel, she was saying. So uh -huh. it's it's so interesting. And I was absolutely just throwing questions at her saying, what about this person? But yeah, but what about the queen? How come she's the queen? How come she could tick that box? And she said she would have gone through so many levels to get to that. But it's also learning in that little world. They, she might have to learn what it's like to be humble, I suppose. I don't know, but we've all got our little lessons to learn and that's what we're here for and it and it's and we've ticked the box for it do you not think that I, I that really does help me with the like I was saying with the when you'll just think how is that how is there a god if somebody can die like that or that but if if you think about if we picked it to learn a lesson it it's more digestible don't you think yeah 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 I suppose the meaning of life mm. that is really interesting because yes often it all seems really unfair yeah, But um, I was very inspired when you rang me, you know, and there was more about Archie, I'm sure, that you told the, me. It was all just so ridiculously accurate, so ridiculously. I also went to another psychic that would say as much as, I have two good psychics, and another one was a woman called Kimberly, actually three I've had in my life that have been spot on, Kimberly, and she would say about Archie Rio, I think this might be it, when I used to come home, he used to be really moody with me, and she said... He's moody with you because you've left him. He cannot believe you leave him. He's yeah. he's livid that you've left him at home. <laughs> he's cross with you. Yeah, yeah, but I see that. I see that. I mean, I can see that in dogs already. You know, they get the yeah. hump when I've been out and everything, yeah. and then they tend to be really quite naughty. Just as I'm sort of unraveling from having done something and come in, and you know, you're a bit knackered and everything. And then it's like all systems go. No, yeah. you haven't got time to sit down. We're doing this. <laughs> we want to go out. Where's our dinner? <laughs> no, it's fascinating. I think you know when you've had a a death experience fairly recently you are looking for signs and yeah and a rationale for it all you know aren't you absolutely and that yeah that is actually what happened uh, if, you, if, if we if you can lend me a bit of time on this as well that I I did lose a friend he was 49 he didn't smoke he wasn't a big drinker all of all of the above that you would you'd expect he should be doing he didn't and um he just died heart attack on the golf course um and with him though the strange thing is after he's gone the last time i saw him which was probably about um a week before he died i talked to him i said what do you think about life after death and everything and he said you don't need to worry about it he said it's 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 there but we but we're not meant to know but it's fine and he's had so many experiences, but he did, he wouldn't divulge because you just don't need to know. But it was very odd that he was, that was our last conversation. He was, it's fine. And actually I was very pleased with that answer. I, I said, that's really lovely to hear. I love it when you're, because I envy a faith, I, I suppose, or a belief, because that's, that actually is my Achilles heel in life is I don't want to die because I'm having such fun. But um you know when you talk to other people and everything he, uh, his funeral he somebody was talking about how he had this friend that he met every month from his childhood and they had dinner and everything and, and this last meeting this guy said I'd said to him what else do you want to do and everything he said no I've done it all we're all right we've done everything we've um we've got this we've got this so it was almost it was like wrapping stuff up 
his last text to his wife was, we're, we're all right, we're, we're fine, we will be all right. And then his mum his mom and dad were around like two days before and they were talking about funeral songs. It's It was just so crazy. And also, Anna, if you're into all of that stuff, I don't know if you know about um, ones, elevens. Do you no. know about that? And, and angels contacting you. If you look for it's it's eleven eleven on clocks and things, oh. and actually on you know like when you see on a digital clock eleven eleven, it's yeah. it's a powerful strong number apparently or something. It's the way angels or spirits contact you. And my friend Rachel has she said and she showed me her phone and she said look she when she looks at her phone boom and she took um, screenshots of it eleven eleven. And my other half was the same. He said, is this is mad? 11, 11. He took it straight away when he looked at it. But the other night he came home late and, he, and I said, blah, 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 what have you been up to? As in, not as in accusing with a rolling pin. I meant, how did the day go? <laughs> rolling and, um, <laughs> and he sat on the bed chatting what he's doing. He said, oh my God, just look at the thing. And it was what, it was 11 minutes past one. And he, I said, even this morning, he took a photo to send to our friend, Rachel. I said, what time are you, are you going? He said, well, and he said, look at this. That is just ridiculous, 11-11 again. And we sent it to my friend. And she said, you know what? Because he left behind my friend with his two daughters. And um, she was saying, well, my daughter was upset and everything. So I said, come in, you can get into the bed with me tonight, la, 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 la. And as soon as she calmed down, Rachel just turned and it was 11, 11 on the clock. It's it's so mad. I know this sounds absolutely bonkers. And I even said to David, yeah, but are you looking for that now? And he said, no, I'm not. I said, but you wouldn't remember if it was nine minutes past six. So I don't know. I'm a bit, but it has been very spooky how this 11, 11 is just popping up everywhere. Gosh, yes. You see, I mean, I do read lots into things like this. I mean, mm. I, I must say, particularly, you know, as I say, with Gremlin just passing, so many strange things happened. Red Admiral Butterflies. I even had sightings yeah. of him that, you know, optical illusions, obviously, but clearly. But, you know, and I obviously my brain was really thinking about Gremlin and it was um, a really bright, sunny day. But there was Gremlin on the steps outside my front door. Oh. And, it, you know, I was like, what? And it was totally mad and loads of other things as well happening channeling you see through the foxes that I must admit you know I love foxes but these are urban foxes at the moment around here I've had one in the flat actually oh. one yeah yeah so yeah ransacked and what the are flat. they like when that happens are they scary or well, the fox ransacked the flat actually when oh, I wasn't really? here. Came in, um, he pushed the wind, came under the window, and yeah, that was uh, that was only a week ago. And I can, and it was definitely a fox because I caught him trying to get in under the window the following night, um, and that confirmed it. So cushions everywhere. I thought I'd been burgled. Cushions oh, no. thrown everywhere. My trainers strewn all around a big turd by the front door. So when I opened the door <laughs> after a long day, I nearly trod in this thing. Oh, and that's I'm not like, a nice smell, is it? A, a no, not food. at all. And then, oh, <laughs> don't. So I, mean, I suddenly thought, what's got on? Hang on, a burglar wouldn't have done such a nice little <laughs> present by the um, human burglar by the uh, front door, really. That might have been a bit strange. Anyway, but, you know, I, I believe 
they were channeling Gremlin um, on several occasions, the foxes, because Grem hung out with the foxes. He was strong enough to deal with foxes. Oh, really? Huge cat. Yeah, he was seven and a half kilos and he was thin. So it was just really strange. And it's through animals. Haven't got the the constraints on their brains that we have yeah. or any sort of, you know. Well, they say that with children, don't they? Because yeah, they exactly. Got, yeah. The purity, um, actually, exactly. And so, you know, I'd see these foxes just sat by my window as if they were giving their, their final, you know, respects and their goodbyes. It was most weird. This happened. Gremlin's chair was knocked over in the garden, but nothing else was. Just strange things. And so I just find see, it... I think that's all lovely. And you know who has got the best outlook? Well, she, she's gone herself now. Is Betty White, you know, from the Golden Girls. Mm. She said that her mum used to say to her every time somebody died is now they know the secret. And I think that's really lovely. Yes, the secret of life. No, it's brilliant. I mean, gosh, Timmy, I, I could talk for hours and hours on this whole psychic thing. And I know I must reach out to this Gail Webb. I don't know that we're related. Maybe we are. I, well, she must know. <laughs> yeah, she'll know. She's booked she'll you know. in already, dear, as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. I'm um, a week on Friday. Um, so, <laughs> but listen, so with Bosley, what, what are your objectives? I always like to have a plan with my dogs you know thinking right we need to perfect this we've got to get the recall a bit sharper you know I really want to get the rollover even quicker so it's just done by a tiny hand signal what are you working on at the moment with Bosley how long have you got (laughs) (laughs) do you know what there are a few things maybe you can help me so he if we're at a garden party he he will dig their garden right okay well Just we don't want that their grass that is our biggest thing is we are so scared drinking our wine chatting away thinking we're having a lovely time to the outside world but our eyes are like just army people just looking is he going to do it is he going to do it well digging's obviously being rewarded maybe it is because if he hasn't got a garden then obviously grass is very exciting to him when he's hanging out but it's i think that's all down to attention seeking because often behaviors all stem from the same root cause so for me the digging is directly related to the barking in your bedroom so it's like oh dad's having such a good time drinking his wine talking to all his great human friends i'm so bored i'm going to dig a hole that is going to create such a reaction that everybody is going to look at me do you know what i think you're spot on because i i as you were saying that i liken that to when you meet another dog walker and let's say they're on their leads he will start digging if I'm chatting. Oh, it's totally it. Well, yeah. I'm probably getting a bit of a stick and chewing on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my own bull terrier will do the similar thing. I mean, she did it today, actually. It's like, I'm so bored with your human conversation. And then everyone's, oh, look at Prue. Look how sweet she's being. And I thought, no, she's not being sweet. She's got a snide bit of stick. And she knows they're foreboding because, you know, that you can choke on a stick and yeah. splinters in the throat and all the rest of it. So and she was just disguising herself by looking cute. But she had a stick. 
And she was just Absolutely. munching away to say, when are you going to notice that I might choke? And <laughs> so they are so clever. I love it's, their cheekiness. I know. I know. I just love it as well. And it is quite a compliment, really, in a way, although yeah. you must stop it. So the way so I would have him on a lead, simple as at a garden party so that he can't go off and do his own thing and just spend a bit more time really working on engaging him, the massive praise for when he comes back, you know, holding out a bit for him and then waiting, waiting, keeping speech to a minimum, waiting for a head turn, a few paces towards you. When he's coming towards you, it's a huge praise so that you're praising what his thought processes are at that moment, which is moving forwards. Things like that. No, that's cool. We also, David and I also did think, I don't know what you think to this. We think he can't process his emotions. Does that sound familiar to you? Have you had people say that to you before? What do you mean he gets frustrated quite a lot? Well, I, if he, if we're here, if if my sister comes around maybe and she's brought her, her dog with her, it's almost like he's so excited that he will go into the bedroom and then chew the duvet. So what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, again, again, it's down to, I think, attention seeking and that someone else, another dog is in his pad. So he doesn't know quite how to cope with the fact that he isn't the only dog. So, again, he's deflecting his frustration by destroying something that is very important to you, like your duvet. Or he may go for your new shoes and think, right, I'm just going to take a piece out of the top of this. And then that will teach dad to not give me 110% of his time. So it's it's a kind of a destruction that he's got in his temperament, which is related to frustration and a bit to anxiety as not being able, not having the, the boundaries set for him. So when dogs come to visit, it's got to be pretty sort of basic stuff. It's Bosley in this bed, other dog sit over there, You know, you can both have chews, but you're both being dogs well behaved in the designated places that you've selected for them to be in. So when they get out of their bed, then you ask them to go back into their bed. Having an in the bed cue is a very, 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 very useful skill to have so that, you know, at any point, Christmas, for example, in your bed, go and settle over there. So you're not going to trip anybody up or you're not going to be begging around the, the dinner table. You know, you've got certain cues really instilled into Bosley and to work on those and turn them into a game you see so that Bosley actually you're tricking him so he actually thinks oh I'm now centre stage with dad because you could have the dog bed right in front of you so that I had one friend who put a dog bed right in front of the telly so that whenever they were watching tv (laughs) her dog (laughs) thought they were all looking at her and of course eye contact is you know praise it's engagement it's rewarding their behaviors so she was in a dog bed right in front of the telly and they'd be watching telly but the dog would think they were looking at her so that solved a problem with quite a difficult dog that was so things like that that's kind is of that what why I... do you think is that why my husband told me to lie in front of the telly as well because <laughs> i'm Probably very much like, <laughs> i just want attention <laughs> i tell you what anna though I'm saying all the bad things. He is absolute. And this is Bosley, not David. He is brilliant at not begging at the table. If we go to restaurants, he will just lie down. He's so amazing in some fields. And so, like I'm saying, the other 
things he's he's naughty so i didn't want it to be just like oh we've got naughty bosley all the time because he is brilliant with not begging um being in a restaurant or traveling on the train or the bus he's brilliant he's just no trouble at all well, there you go, you see, so you've got a brilliant dog, you know, because no dog is perfect. And I think, you know, it's just on the attention seeking front, his limit to being ignored is not long enough, if you see what I mean. So he'll yeah. go, right, well, that's it. I'm now going to shred the duvet and that will teach them, you know, and it is an attention seeking anxiety aspect. So if that if you can keep the the recovery of being ignored longer so you know longer that he doesn't go into the bedroom and throw a tantrum then you know you're succeeding so that's an area just to think about a bit you know we'll keep it short then go out for a walk then come back in again settle him and he's got to stay in one place for a while and maybe you have conversations or other people come around and it's prolonging the good behavior and preempting any negative behavior so going out for a walk doing your Britain's Got Talent routine, breaking it up so that you're punctuating his day perhaps a little bit more regularly. Just an idea. No, no, absolutely. Like I'm saying, you're God in our house. Um, (laughs) If I can, can I ask you, we we are in a flat and he doesn't, apart from the barking on the bed, he doesn't bark at the window throughout the day. But at night, he barks out the window. When I say out the window, the window's shut, but just at things outside the window. Now, we we did used to put the coffee table across the window so he couldn't get there. Um, but then it just interrupts with our living, having to keep putting the coffee table up there. So we took it away um, and we now draw the blinds down, but he can put his head around the blinds. But how can we stop him without putting boards up or whatever to outside you- him barking at night? Okay, well, uh, so what, does he bark when you're in bed? No, we'll be sat, we can be sat watching the telly with him and he'll hear something. He's obviously hearing something outside. He's not just It goes back, Timmy, it goes back to in your bed because you make the in the bed cue such good fun and the reward is so great. You know, it's a Kong filled with mild cheddar mixed with some chicken and then maybe a little, you know, wild venison treat stuck in there, maybe topped with a bit of mush banana, something really amazing. So he thinks, cool, gosh, yeah, this in the bed malarkey, I quite enjoy this. I wonder what dad's going to get for me now. It might be a bit of hot sausage put into a Kong and that could really get, you know, and then and so when he gets out of the bed, you put him back in the bed and if he gets to the window and starts carrying on it's just like ah, ah, try not to do a big you know big speech performance and then just bring him back and put him back in his bed he might get out and go to, back to the window repeat you're back in the bed and just work through it and then I promise you he will just stay in his bed but it might take a few repetitions so you're guiding him to the desired behavior that you want and not letting him do what he wants that's brilliant. And we've never done that before. And you, But the only thing I would, what my thinking would have been and why I wouldn't have it is I just thought, okay, he's barking. I'll put him in his bed and he gets a treat. Will he not connect that with that? No, with because, no, because you're, you're rewarding the in the bed. 
So okay, he's moved okay, away yeah. from the window. He's in his bed. So you're rewarding him going into the bed. Not It's not related to the barking. That's why it's got to be a minimum fuss, you know, um, even have him on a, on a lead on an evening so that you don't have to sort of make it a big hoo-ha to catch him and put him in the bed or whatever or, or, or grab him by the collar or whatever and lead him to the bed. So you've got him on a lead so you can make it quite easy. Just pick up the lead. Bosley in your bed <laughs> and it, right. and then and everyone sings from the same hymn sheet so david's yeah. got to do this as well and practice through the day so so it's in the bed and then he doesn't get out of the bed until you give him the cue to get out of the bed and you only ever give him a treat when he's in the bed okay my uh, you'll think i'm doing this on purpose now but the thing is we haven't got a bed for him and i should tell you why <laughs> you just choose the bed <laughs> So what should I do? Just have a blanket on the floor or something? Yeah, or well, you could have a corner of the sofa can be his bed. Or okay, you okay. could have an armchair that's his bed. That's, it's basically, that's a good plan, yeah. Yeah, because I always like to think in every room of the house or the flat, wherever, um, a dog needs the, their position. So they default to one end of the sofa, for example. That's where they kind of hang out. Um, Mr. Binks, he's in his little green chair as we speak. And all I have to do is go, Binks, chair and he knows exactly he just runs he jumps on the chair and it's just a, it's a good way as well if you live in a multi-animal household of keeping things calm and managing yeah. a situation particularly with a new cat in the home it's great to be able to go Bink's chair now and he's there that's great you're out of the way now I've just got to navigate you know the cat that's how you do it that's brilliant and actually now you're saying that he has got his place on the sofa as well so we'll just change that to bed yeah that'd be no, brilliant can... that's perfect Brilliant, brilliant. Well, keep me posted. Timmy, I, I do hope you come back on, as I'd love to talk a bit more about everything. But I'm just so happy and I love the way you're so inspired by your dogs. And I'm so sorry about Archie Rio. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, did I tell you that David just said putting him down was worse than losing his dad? Gosh. It's that awful. I'm sorry as well. I be, Being a broadcaster, it's really hard, isn't it, when you're being sort of interviewed with not... <laughs> you just fill in gaps and things you feel like you're doing so sorry about that I'm, I do talk a lot <laughs> no I love that but it's important to talk a lot that's that's great you know it's brilliant and it's it's just lovely to hear different people's views and on how their dogs have made such a difference to their lives because I think you know not enough people really reflect on that or give their dogs the credit for what they do really do I mean he is our home. He is our family. We're we're a, like I say, apart from you being the fourth member of our family, <laughs> we are we're a tight three here. And and he is, he well, he shouldn't be. I know I'm going to be told off by you. You're in my head already saying, but he is equal to us. Well, of course I he's mean, equal. You... Oh no, no, hang on a minute. I mean, I I might even say he's beyond you. You know, I feel. <laughs> that... Dogs have have that power, but it's about teamwork. It's about just nailing a few little behaviors or shaping them turning them to your advantage so that he's you know he doesn't become the dog that's like oh he's barking at the window again um yeah. you know and you're watching a film that you really want to watch and then that 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 sort of disturbs your flow so that the aim is to have everything in harmony and balance and that takes work but it can be achieved and so you're turning 
his little attention because I think it's attention seeking barking at the window that that would fit I mean there might be a fox out there when it's dark noises are amplified certain noises are amplified because you haven't got the daily hubbub of cars or whatever going on and night has a different you know sort of yeah. feeling about it for animals but um I think it's just um attention seeking all right they've watched that film for now for like an hour comes right I'm going to bark at the window really and see where it goes I'll end up with the treat either way you know he's very yeah. clever so you've got to he be is. one step ahead of him that's that's always um my little motto as well just so that you don't get stressed out because that's not fair that he's stressing you out because he doesn't mean to stress you out so again it's about preempting these situations you know what you're totally right and it and it has given me a little light bulb moment because Hello. um it really has and 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 david will be very he'll be so happy we've got this and we'll, and we'll put that into action and we will let you know because i think we have got an att- attention seeking dog we i can be in the bar and if he's bored you're right if he's just like oh, where is he he'll just stand at the bathroom door and bark at me or when we've been in bed if we're in if we're in um, bed too long in the morning whatever he will stand at the at the step at the steps and bark at the bed so you're right. You, I think you're spot on. He, he, he is attention seeking again, like his dad. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, dogs are like their owners. <laughs> and on that note, Timmy, let's have a catch up and find out how in the bed is going. It's great fun. You know, you turn it into a game. You just do it lots and lots, little short training sessions, and always quit on and up. I'm sure David will be up for it because he can build it into his Britain's Got Talent routine. Well, this is it, and we know that he he will he he is capable of learning stuff. He's very clever. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I really am. Thank you. Not at all. Well, Timmy, look, thanks for, you know, sharing all of this and particularly all your psychic revelations. And I really (laughs) hope, I really hope we can delve a bit deeper next time. Totally. I'd love that. That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know. You will come back, I promise, as a great day next time. And you're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. (coughs) Never underestimate how clever your dog is and how your dog knows how to push your buttons. The key is to turn everything into a game. (coughs) Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. It really makes a difference. Thanks again, of course, to Timmy Alexis Carrington Ward for joining us today. And all the links to his YouTube channel and to his radio show are in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer, for all the music and production as ever. And find out more about him at Pod People UK. For me, I'm just at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe? It's free. And that way, you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.